she says, these are not conditions in which to thrive, not for any of us. This is a time to survive. Your only responsibility is to get through the day. Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to our conversation with Carrie, an expat living in Luxembourg. Without further ado, here is part two. That is your rhyme for the day. (laughs) We hope you enjoy. You know, I listened to an episode of Brene Brown's um, podcast today, and I thought what she had to say was really interesting. She was talking about how Um, in order to move on from your feelings, you have to actually allow yourself a time frame where you feel your feelings, like you feel the full weight of your feelings and that it is unhelpful to compare your suffering to say like, well, I'm not on the front lines of, you know, the healthcare, uh, workers. I'm not a person who's lost their job. I'm not a person who you know, whatever it is that you feel like is worse than what you are actually experiencing. Um, And she talked about how when you do not acknowledge, you do not like give yourself empathy um, and acknowledge and allow yourself the proper grief process with your emotions, then those emotions don't just get the memo to go away, that they actually double down they fester, they take root, they take over. Um, And it's just, it's that shame empathy cycle of like, you know, empathy is not finite. These are her words. Empathy empathy is not finite. Love is not finite. You're not going to run out of, of empathy for others if you give it to yourself. In fact, it's going to exponentially grow if you allow yourself to have empathy for you. And I don't know. I found that really powerful that maybe some of us need six months on the couch to wallow. Like maybe that's what needs to happen for some people. Maybe some people need to get out and do something that they can kind of keep themselves busy with, but it either way, it's really important for you to actually take time to process your emotions. And, you know, a lot of the, the tips that she gave around that were, you know, limiting your news intake, limiting what you, everyone's like, stop the internet. Yes. You know, our brains and our bodies are just not meant to take on board. 24 hour news cycles. No, it's not helpful. In fact, it, it just is crippling and uh, it, polarizes people it turns people against people and there was one um one phrase she was talking about the fear and scarcity uh feelings like when those start to come up as a culture what we see the dialogue becoming is what should i be afraid of right now and whose fault is it and i cannot think of a better way to summarize the dialogue coming out of um a certain administration in this <laughs> global climate 
Been that. shade at the Luxembourg government again, January. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's fine. He didn't do anything to you. <laughs> but I think that's so true. When you see the fear and scarcity taking over, that is what we're looking for. Like looking for people who are saying, this is what you should be afraid of. And this is whose fault it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. and that is an, a completely unproductive way to handle a global crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Brennan Brown is always so insightful. So that lady. insightful. And I will link that podcast in the show notes, by the way, because I think it is a sermon that whether you are religious or not, all of us need to hear right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this goes along. Um, well, Carrie and I were well, we were speaking before the um, before we started recording for a few seconds, uh -huh. and I really liked what you said. I'm going to bring it back up about having grown up in uh, North American culture, especially, and the type of home life that we had, all mm -hmm. three of us growing up, um, that we grew up with this very like everything's going to be fine mentality. Like it's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine we're all fine like yeah. everything's fine all's well and... that ends well oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and, and not I, a lot of room for whining or no. complaining no <laughs> my mom used to always say do you want some cheese to go with that wine uh-huh <laughs> or like you know, if you like keep your lip powdered, it's going to freeze that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that there is validity in, of course, you don't have to be like the Susan Sunshine. Exactly, exactly. No one wants the person that's like, I'm sure it'll be okay. Like you, I totally agree. I'm not dismissing the fact that you, you need to take that time and to grieve and to go through the emotion um that i yeah totally agree with that um and nobody wants someone to always be so sad but january you mentioned in an earlier podcast that i'm kind of fixer so i think the fixer in me mm -hmm. reading this essay was like well okay i got to the end of it and now i need to fix something because i hear where you're coming from but this is what we can do we can exercise we can turn off the news cycle we can call some friends like i think the fixer in my personality which actually this is probably a really nice place to segue into the personality because yes. i think part of the um introvert in me gets uh some of its nutrients from that fixing so uh -huh. i don't have like lots of big group interaction or um that i i need constant interaction with people but i need really deep one-on-one -on -one. and by deep i don't even necessarily mean that i'm sharing a whole lot but like i feel like even my classes with my students can have a deep connection um because i'm fixing things i'm teaching mm -hmm. them a language or I'm telling them about this great podcast that I listen to that they should listen to or this documentary I watch. Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe that is the thing that my little introvert heart read into this. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you poor little grieving person. Let's fix it. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> even more so than like the introvert aspect of that, um, there's just something 
there's something in you that when you feel useful, like in you in particular, that when you feel useful, you feel better. Yes, it's true. It's all about me. I'm no, me. it's not about <laughs> you. But it like it's easier to because you're an empathetic person. Like we've talked about that. Like you, if you allow yourself to really feel the depth of what somebody else is putting out there and projecting, like you've got to protect yourself, right? Like right, right. All of us empaths feel your pain there. Um, where like when somebody is coming at you with their like, you know. 40 acres of feelings and you have to onboard that and start taking it apart. It's one of the reasons why I quit counseling school. Like when I was in grad school to be a counselor, it's one of the reasons why I was just like, you know what, this is not going to work out because I can, it would just cost you too much. Yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't separate myself. I can't, there's some, there's certain people I just can't feel hopeful for. I know that that sounds awful, but (laughs) but I just get so like dragged down by like the hopelessness of the situation that I take it on as myself. And I have like this existential crisis. And not even your own existential no, crisis. No, <laughs> having it for someone else. It's for someone else, and I can't, I can't stop that train once it starts leaving the station. It is gone. And Carrie, you are much more of an extrovert. So, how have you been uh, handling being closed in one one apartment with one person and a really um, sweet little dog? Right. Yeah. So great. It's not great, guys. It's not great. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I definitely, so I kind of thought that I was becoming less extroverted, which I do actually still think is true that I'm less of an extrovert now than I was 10 years ago. Um, but I am definitely not a stay at home 24 seven kind of like introvert person yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Even no. even the ex- uh, even the introvert is not there yet. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I'm. I have been struggling. It has been a tough couple weeks. Um. What have I been doing? So like the less healthy approaches I've been taking are just like I'm working more. After week one, I'm off that train. That is not like a healthy approach to dealing with like the sadness of only seeing one person. Um. Yeah. So I've tried some like healthier approaches. Uh, I think Kathy, you recommended the app Marco Polo, and I like got right on it on this very podcast. Um, <laughs> it was me. And I'm it super was me, feel- by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, January, you recommended Marco Polo on this very podcast, and I uh, jumped right on it. <laughs> it's such a good app, Marco it Polo. Is. If you're listening, we're promoting you. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't, I mean, in a way it's not that different than text messages. I get that, but somehow it feels super different and I'm feeling Mm -hmm. really connected with my friends, especially my friends back in Canada. Those nine time zones don't really matter as much when you're like dropping little video messages. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And you mentioned today that you did a brunch. So how did that work out? It was so nice. Um, so one of the things about living in Luxembourg is you get really used to goodbyes. Um, it's a small country and people tend to stay for two, two and a half years. I've been here for almost five years with no plans to move, which means like a lot of goodbyes in the last five years. Um, mm-hmm. So 
three of my dear friends have moved to the Netherlands in the last year. And now they're all friends with each other, which is super awesome. So the four of us had a little Netherlands Luxembourg brunch today. And you know what? Oh, almost as good as going out for brunch. Maybe this just might be like deprivation brain talking. (laughs) But I think I got the same social stuff out of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's wonderful. You know, quite like this, sat on our phones and ate food in front of each other. Everyone showed off the little meal they cooked. And um it felt really cozy and friendly and I kind of got like my heart a little full from it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yesterday I had um, my family and another family had like a sing-off. Oh my gosh. Like using the voices, (laughs) the change of the voices and stuff. And we like would give each other songs, like challenge each other's songs. And we even made the dads do it, which was so fun. I think Andy ended up singing Britney Spears tune, which was just <laughs> gold. And amazing that video never sees the light of day. <laughs> I'm just picturing him singing Hit Me Baby one more time. You don't need to change it. We're good. <laughs> it was actually Oops, I Did It Again, which I think oh, is like classic. Even better. <laughs> He did like the moves, you know, like the Will and Grace episode where they, where Jack and Karen are doing like the, talking oh, well, I hope you're um, linking to this in the show notes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's cool that I'm talking about it, but <laughs> that he has to pay for being married to me. <laughs> I'm an oversharer. If anybody's been listening to this podcast, they probably know that. <laughs> my Xanax prescription (laughs) and my uh sing off and the same thing but it was so fun to like interact with each other's families that way like the kids were interacting with each other the parents were interacting with each other like so fun I think for me um something that I'm struggling with as an introvert um which I had a foreshadowing of actually when I went to Malta on my birthday trip in December is um january sent me a message when i was at the airport flying back to the czech republic and she was like hey how was your trip and i was like i am literally sitting in the bathroom inside a stall um to avoid people and she's like you are on a holiday by yourself how can you be over peopled like how is this possible i'm like i don't know these people talk to each other and they're really social and like that's definitely not something we're used to here in the czech republic (laughs) being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're not social and so what has really been interesting for me during this um lockdown time is that although i it's just me and tony in my flat um i have been very social um and so yeah that's been a really interesting balance for me because um, well, your extrovert friends appreciate it I am sure yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> trying to make sure that everyone is taken care of and that I'm also like turning off the 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 medium because my job is literally now to sit in front of the computer for hours and I think it was Wednesday I was I realized I was in front of my screen for like seven hours mm. um, and I was like, wow, seven hours of talking. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a lot. Like, your job is really dynamic right now. And so, you know, you, you kind of have to like 
you're in that like gather ye rosebuds while you may kind of like <laughs> it's true you want to have 14 lessons this week <laughs> the answer is yes because i need money <laughs> oh man <laughs> right right so so yeah it's been interesting and like hearing my friends struggling with the same things, but finding very similar solutions because it's one of the reasons I love Marco Polo because you stay connected, but exactly, you can connect when you want to or text messaging um, works really well for me and finding that balance of like, I need to be connected and I also still need this like little bit of like, this is my home um, yeah. and finding that balance is, is yeah. tricky. Yeah. Yeah, finding like, speaks for yourself in your home because that sounds so weird because I know you live by yourself but um when your home becomes your workspace it kind of it feels yes. like you're getting scammed a little bit out of your home mm -hmm. like, yeah actually that you hit on it exactly I think I haven't been able to verbalize it but as you, you're saying that I'm getting this image because um hi students out there I know you listen I love you so much um <laughs> because I go into my students workplace and we meet there and we sit at a table and then I leave. And now they're in my home, which is fine. They mm -hmm. see my bookcase. That's all good. But it is a little bit of a, um, a brain squeeze getting mm -hmm. that, exactly, that spacing different. And for example, most of the time before quarantine, I sat in my bed. I very rarely sat on the couch. And I find now during daylight hours, I only sit on the couch. It's like my brain yep. is trying to find regions. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like the work zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you do it, Carrie, with you and Sean? Because you're both working from home. Your, your flat is lovely, but I'm sure it's not like a two office flat. Um, well, it kind of is. Oh, that's um, good. We have we have a, a spacious home. It's a three bedroom plus office flat, which nice. is very big for two people. Um, yeah. It just happened to be what was for sale in this castle when we bought it. In a castle. Um, Did everyone hear that? In a castle. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, you live in a castle. That's the best thing I've heard all day. Uh, it is. A, it's a small castle. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think we you do can live. get away with the caveat of it's a small <laughs> castle. Um, it's in a, a region of Luxembourg called Valley of the Seven Castles, but we are not one of the seven castles. There's actually like more than seven castles in this valley. But um, but yeah, so Sean has like a little office nook um, and I've set up desk in the living room. So we're still like near each other and we take our coffee puzzle breaks together um, mm. and we like make lunch together. But our jobs both involve a lot of like either heads down work for Sean or like being on a lot of calls for me. So um, it actually is working surprisingly well. Sean might be a little bit tired of my like extreme enthusiasm on phone calls because this is how I work too. I, I try to have just the same personality. Um, yeah. And Sean's work personality is like a lot more direct and maybe a little more serious. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, surprisingly well. But like, again, we do, we're super lucky to have a lot of space and that makes a huge difference. Um, not all of my, like, I mean, I have a lot of younger colleagues who are new to Luxembourg and living like in, you know, I'm 22 and live in a share house type places. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's 
it's a real struggle for those guys and girls. I, yeah. I was thinking about the lack of control you must feel if you are living with roommates right now, because you can't control where they go, who they see, uh, what they come in contact with, whether or not they break the rules of quarantine. And then you're stuck in the same house using the same facilities as these people. And I think I would, I think I might lose my mind. I'd go into like hazmat suit, rubber gloves, like. <laughs> well, and even if they do follow all the rules, like, you know, I live with my beloved husband who I've chosen out of all the people in the world to spend my life with. Um, you know, a girl that you met off like a Facebook room share site and seemed fine. You do not have that same relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's you so don't really bad. have the same ability to, you know, tell people to stop acting a certain way or like doing a thing that drives you crazy. You're like, yeah, okay, true. There's so I to live with this. There was that meme that was like a moment of silence for all the people who went ahead and said yes to the roommate. Uh, to the bad roommates because they probably wouldn't be home that often anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh man, my heart goes out to those people. (laughs) I can't imagine not liking the people I was trapped in the house with. (laughs) I know. And like, I'm, it's just me. And there's something to be said about being stuck with yourself. Because you can't get rid of that person. Um, But I know that even for my poor little dog, who he adores me and I adore him, um, but he is ready to see other human beings. Like he Mm. is a very social little dog. And I see it when we go out. He has started barking at people, (laughs) but it's not aggressive. It's just like, please save me from the boredom of this woman. And I've had to explain to lots of them, like, oh, he's just afraid of your hat, or oh, he thinks you have cookies for him, or like, I'm making excuses for my dog, when really all he wants, and I saw it today in him, he went up to this man who had a dog, so like, the the man was was fine with it, but he went up to this man, and he just wanted the man to scratch him, and to pet him, and to love him, and you know, the man yeah nice dog fine and he wanted to move on and tony started bark at him because he just wanted more love from someone who wasn't me and i was like i feel you buddy i get (laughs) we're all there buddy (laughs) i know i know you hear like people talk about having dreams of like human touch like actually yeah i had i had a dream this weekend um a nap dream that I met one of my friends, a real life friend, not a dream friend. I, I met a life of, I had a dream that I met a friend who is actually my friend in real life. Um, and that I just hugged this person. Like, and I woke up thinking, wow, the brain is really a complex thing that mm-hmm. it's, it's dreaming about hugging. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. yeah there is definitely this sense and I know Tassie you and I have talked about this there's this sense of like your subconscious like you feel fine on like the surface level um maybe but your subconscious is trying to wrap itself around the circumstances and what are you doing to me why are we doing this how are yeah, we doing yeah. and a global pandemic is like excuse my language really fucking hard to wrap your mind around 
like uh-huh. the, mm-hmm. amount, the just the sheer amount of suffering um the situation in italy is just horrifying um and you know just trying to take in that stuff like you're your regular brain might be able to just be like, tune it out, tune it out, tune it out. But your subconscious brain is reacting to that. And that's something I think that from the quote that you talked about earlier, uh, the full quote is our bodies throb with stress hormones as we live in a state of constant hyper arousal. All of that stress builds up in our bodies until we release it through exercise, which is easier said than done when you're trapped inside your house. If you've broken down in sudden caustic sobs, that's your body searching for an outlet for all that cortisol. And that's the part that you talked about, the, the sobbing. But uh, yeah, I related to that part. Yes. Still do. <laughs> Still do too, here too. But um, but yeah, the, there's all that cortisol. There's all that like, su- psych- like uh, subconscious angst, grief that your body is feeling um, for the loss of our old normal. Well, Carrie, this is my promise to you. When life is at least semi-normal, I'm getting on a plane or a bus or a train and my little butt is coming to Luxembourg to sleep in your castle. Can I I come too? (laughs) I was going to say, and I'm bringing January with me. You guys should both come. I do have um, 1.5 guest rooms. The 0.5, it it shares my walk-in closet room, but there's also a bed in there. (laughs) Oh, man. No one's going to relate to me now. <laughs> like, I have a walk-in closet room that also has a bed in it. In my castle in my home. Castle. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I would be delighted to have both of you come visit as yeah, soon as it is feasible. Um, absolutely. You're number one on my list. No, I would love to show you guys Luxembourg and my, like, super fun little neighborhood and yeah, absolutely. So ladies, my moment of calm tonight is one of my very favorite quotes, um, a quote that I have had written in all my diaries over all my years since I was a teenager. And it is, each friend represents a world in us, a world possibly not born until they arrive. And it is only by this meeting that a new world is born by Anisinen. So both of you are lovely little worlds that make my heart a better place. And I'm so glad that we're friends. I love that quote. Oh, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. So on that note, Carrie, thank you for joining us. And yes. we'll definitely have you back here. And maybe we'll do a podcast from the castle someday in the future. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for inviting me. It was such a pleasure to spend this time with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching from quarantine as well. And you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends. But if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow.
This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.
Hello, listeners. We hope you enjoyed the first part of our conversation with Carrie. Watch this space for the second half tomorrow.